Hey everyone, welcome to Gray Matters and Power Up Podcast. I'm Jeremy Boren, Gray Matters Brand Manager. We're thrilled to have you with us today. We have a great conversation coming up with Steve Pawlowski from GE Digital. Steve and I are going to be talking all about Prophecy Historian 2022, all the latest updates and some tips and tricks that you can use if you're thinking about upgrading or thinking about using Historian for the first time. We will have all of that for you coming right up. Uh, Before we get to that, just a few quick reminders. Do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to download your podcast from. Always uh, check us out at graymattersystems.com where you can find updates on our latest events and GE Digital training seminars. So with that, let's get to it. My conversation with Steve Pawlowski from GE Digital. Uh, Steve, could you just start by introducing yourself and telling everybody a bit about what you do at GE Digital? Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm happy to. So, uh, yeah, Steve Pavlovsky. I actually lead product management for GE Digital's uh, ver- uh, manufacturing vertical, um, and I also lead our historian product line. Um, I've been with GE coming on 36 years, always in the automation space. Started in software, moved to controls, back to software, and just I just really love help helping customers right, create new value from from data coming from their their processes and their machines. So um, yeah, that's really that's really me and, and what I'm about. That's awesome to hear. Uh, so you mentioned historian. That's what we're here to talk to today about today. So let's jump right into it. I know that there's a ton of new enhancements for historian 2022. What are some of the ones that you're most excited about and why? Well, yeah, thanks. So I think there's a couple of key uh, enhancements that our customers will really be excited about. And again, I mentioned before, creating value. And so one of the key things that we've done here uh, to help customers create value is we've added uh, model context to historian. So if you think about customers, especially customers with larger and larger historians, trying to find data via a tag name, right, becomes more and more challenging. And we've got customers today with millions of tags and systems. But even if you've got a 10,000 tag historian, having to remember a naming convention is difficult. So by taking a little bit of effort, creating an asset model and tying the historian tags to the context that's generated by that asset model really helps unlock value because now everybody that's familiar with the with the physical plant um, can traverse that model and get to the right parameters. They don't have to know that that tag name. And then we we expose that model to our operations hub application, which is really our centralized um, single pane of glass for doing all kinds of data visualizations and trend analysis. And so you can also follow the model through the applications or the trend analysis tools within Operations Hub to unlock the value from that data. So that that to me is one of the key key ones for sort of creating new value. Um, Other customers are interested in, hey, I've got all of this great OT data, but you know, we're starting to use Power BI. We want to access that data. So we've made it very easy to connect Power BI desktop to Historian to pull data directly out of Historian into Power BI for visualizations. Um, We've done some other small things. We created a a Delta sample mode. So if you've got tags that are representative of meters or counters, traditionally, if you were looking at a trend analysis, all you would see is is a counter value going up forever, right? Well, that's not how the utility meter 
bills you, right? They don't bill you on an on ever increasing. They bill you for the value of the electricity that you're consuming in a month or the gas right. or the water, right? So what you really want to see is the change period over period. And so for all those applications, we've made it very now very simple uh, between historian pulling out that data and ops hub visualizing that data for you to see the change over a period as opposed to just an ever ramping. So again, lots of different ways for creating new value from, from the data that they're storing. Um, I think Steve, the other did, piece- did, as did, we, did, Yeah, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I was just gonna say, did a lot of these enhancements come from, you know, hearing from customers, talking with them and getting their feedback? Uh, all of them, right? So, you know, I joined GE Digital three and a half years ago and did an analysis of our historian. And really the, the couple of key things at that time our visualization tools weren't world-class and the notion of having to have an asset or the creation of an asset model to create context. So it's taken us a bit of time, but you know, we've made lots of enhancements over, you know, since we introduced operations hub two, two and a half years ago, we've added the asset model capability natively in the historian. Um, so I think we've addressed all of those needs that customers have had, but you know, the query mode, yes, we have customers that do lots and lots of, uh, production counters. And so now it's very easy for them to pull the production value over an hour or over a day um, and understand in those periods. So it's just examples. Um, we also introduced a Python-based collector. Um, so, you know, for years we've had a calculation collector. It was based on VBScript and it was, works fine. But you know what? There's a lot of people now that want to write their code in Python. Sure. So, you know, we added a Python version of the calculation collector. So, Again, everything is about listening to customers, listening to how they want to create value from the data and making that simpler. That's really cool. So let, let's just take a quick step back. So can you kind of talk about how Prophecy Historian fits into a, a client SCADA system overall? And you know, if somebody's going through an evaluation of their SCADA and thinking about Historian, what are just some things to think about? Yeah. So. So the core purpose of a historian is the efficient collection and storage of data, and then the efficient distribution of that data, right? And, and so for any system of size, you know, you, our perspective is you want a purpose-built technology like Prophecy Historian, as opposed to relying on an underlying relational database. Mm -hmm. um, a relational database-based solution is, is perfectly adequate for many applications, especially if you care about the data for a year or 18 months or two years. But if you care about data over a long period of time, relational databases will continue to slow down as the size of the database grows. Or a, a, a product like Prophecy Historian is designed such that um, there is no impact for, you can store data for 15 years and the performance uh, on a historian like that will be the same um, if you're looking at data from six months ago or 15 years ago. It just doesn't slow down. So I think that's one piece. I think interfaces, um, we uh, a year ago added um, added an OPC UA server to historian and with the, act, with the addition of the model context to historian, we actually exposed data out of the historian via OPC UA in model context. So if you think about integration with third-party applications, um, you want to be thinking about OPC UA. All of us in this space are feeling the pain of the changes Microsoft is making to DCOM, and which really impacts the legacy OPC DA. 
uh, deployments. It's going to be more and more difficult to keep those running. Microsoft continues to, to, to make changes, to, to add security layers around them. Um, and so our, you know, while we support OPC DA and OPC HDA for historian, right, by now offering an OPC UA server, we give you the, the path forward for, you know, more scalable, more secure data in context of, of the model via, uh, you know, via an open standard. Um, so I think that's, I think that's an important piece. So, you know, the ability to scale it, the ability to get data out of it via whatever mechanism that you want. Um, I already talked about, um, you know, Power BI. So what are the tools that you have to interact with the data? Visualization tools are, we have world-class operations hub. We have a very powerful Excel add-in. So for those engineers who aren't working in this data, but they want to get data out, um, our CSense analytic tool is, is uh, tightly tied to historian. So if you're using CSense, you can pull tags directly out of the historian. So all, not just purely the historian, but what are the tools that you're going to use around it to, again, create real understanding about the data and what it's telling you about the, the health of your processes, right? So that's, to me, those are, those are critical elements. And then lastly, right, one of the things that our customers have told us over a number of years is we have to make it easier, especially when they're using multiple products in our suite, say iFix, SCADA system, and Historian, um, for the administrators to, to create and manage those systems. And so all of our products now are embracing um, what we call Configuration Hub, which is a single administrative portal. So iFix has Config Hub plugin, Historian has a Config Hub plugin. So an administrator now looking at the, the, the has a single tool set that all look and feel the same, all from a single login. I can move from iFix to Historian. I'm not changing applications. Within that same IDE style window, I'm making now, I can make configuration changes across all elements of my system, both the HMI SCADA engine, as well as the historization uh, of that data and, and how that interacts. So, um, and that's where our MES solution is headed. Uh, Operations Hub will move in that direction over the course of this year. So really having a single integrated environment we see is really powerful because you know, you're gonna be able, you can already create tags and iFix and have them show up in Historian. But if you wanna make changes to that config, now, I'm, now you're opening up the Historian administrator. Well, with Historian 2022 and iFix 2022, it's a single administrator effectively. Um, so much easier from a system uh, configuration and, and management perspective. That's that's really cool. And configuration hub, I've had the opportunity to see how it works with iFix. What are the some some of the things you can do with it in Historian, or how are people using it that you've seen or heard about? Yeah. So a couple of key things. Um, so first, all of their sort of uh, system configuration. Historian is is very powerful for customers if they use a single server system. But we have many customers that have a large number of servers uh, deployed um, and, and often uh, large servers and potentially hundreds or thousands of remote collectors. And so we have put a lot of effort into what we call remote collector management, which now starting with Historian 9 a year ago and now uh, even further with Historian 2022, for a large distributed system, right, from the central administrative console, you can, you know, reach out to a, a remote server, configure a new collector, start collecting new data, 
um, stop that collector, point that collector to another server. So there's all the administrative functions that used to be have to be done at the remote server can now be done centrally. And when you think about collectors that are across a large geographic region or potentially global, um, especially when you have collectors de perhaps deployed on OEM equipment that's at a customer site where you don't actually have real access to that machine, yeah. um, being able to do things remotely is, is very powerful. So the, the whole notion of, of configuring our systems, of deploying collectors and configuring those. Um, and then the other thing that we've added, which people are really starting to take advantage of, is as part of that remote collector management configuration, we also added um, cloud IoT endpoints. So now, now built into the product, takes moments to configure, you can go into the configuration hub utility, go to the collector configuration, look at a, a, a given machine and say, I've got a server here. I want to set up a server to server collector, but I want that data not to go to another historian server. I want that data to go to uh, AWS IoT core or Azure IoT hub, because I want that data in the cloud so that I can put it in my data lake. I can put it in Azure table services because I want to run some application there. So you now built into the core historian, we give you the bridge to the cloud. And that is so powerful for customers who are trying to merge data from multiple systems, do enterprise level uh, data collection. We have a lot of customers in the sort of renewable power space that are collecting data off, perhaps off of smart meters and bringing that data to historian, but they need to mash it up in the cloud. It's all built into the product and it takes moments to set up. It's, it's super powerful. At, at yeah, and that of, seems like a huge time savings too. Just yeah. re, just the resources that it might have taken to do something like that before. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it really wasn't possible, right? I, I, a historian is the, uh, to my knowledge, I'm sure there could be other other products out there, but we, embedded in the product, nothing new to buy. The ability to take and define a subset of your data and move it from the his, on-prem historian to the cloud. Um, it's just, yeah. You, there, so it's not only time, but it's also money, right? Right, exactly. It's, it's, it's built into the product. Um, I think the other the other elements here of, of Configuration Hub are just, what, as we've built the new administrative functions in Config Hub, we really listen to our customers. We have UX experts that talk to customers about their workflows, and we actually have read at, relayed out the workflows. So now there's far less clicks right? All of, you know, if I'm looking at a tag or if I'm looking at a collector, we've got a detail panel. So not only am I looking at the sort of core information, but all the details are available to me. I don't have to change screens. I don't have to change tabs. I can just scroll down, make any changes I want, save them, and it's up and, and the changes are deployed. So we've really done a, uh, we believe we've really done a good job of helping our customers be more efficient at the same time as, as we've sort of modernized the, the user experience. So there's a lot of stuff in there to unpack, but so if I'm a current historian customer, Steve, you know, what's the number one reason to upgrade from a previous version, do you think? Boy. <laughs> Just so to pin many, you down a little yeah, bit. <laughs> I, you know, we have, we have been putting so much more content into the historian product over the last, over the last couple of years. But if I think, if you're if you're sitting on version eight, um, and and or 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 even version nine from a year ago, 
I think just the move to operate or to configuration hub um, is a big deal, right? Because along with that, especially if you're an iFix user, iFix 2022, Historian 2022, all share a common, just as another example of, of user productivity, a common user store. So we have Prophecy Authentication, which used to we used to call UAA, but now even Historian local security, iFix local security is based can be based on UAA. So now you have you don't have to you don't have to maintain separate security um, configuration whether it's web based or local based applications. Everything is now centralized in that in that UAA or, or prophecy authentication uh, tool. So again, trying to make it much easier. That also while we continue to support Active Directory integration. We also allow LDAP uh, integration. So we give customers much more um, flexibility in terms of how they manage their users and roles and who can access what. Um, so I think, I think it's really that, that notion of configuration hub is, is that key thing. And now the, and I think the secondary thing is, you know, asset model, right? Being able to create context on top of the data so that more people can create value from the data, I think is a critical component. But there's lots of other things, right? We made a whole bunch of performance enhancements. I've got customers today that have a single data source. They want to get 100 or 150,000 tags a second out of that single data source. Well, you can do that with Historian. You can't do that kind of performance with a SQL-based um, Historian, right? You know, um, a given single Historian, a prophecy Historian server can handle a million values per second, right? Very powerful. <laughs> Um, so you could have, you could, I can support hundreds of collectors hitting a given server. Um, we have customers with, you know, over 1500 collectors. Um, actually I have a customer with over 2,500 collectors. So 25 remote global assets streaming data into a, a centralized historian. So, you know, um, it, it takes a real architecture to do that well. Um, and to do that at, at, at the kind of scale that we can do. So maybe the answer will be the same, but so if somebody's not a historian customer yet, what's the number one reason that they should be? <laughs> well, I think a number of those things, right? Um, yeah. And, and some of it will be based on their application. If they've yeah. got a distributed application, water utility, oil and gas, distributed uh, distributed assets like an OEM, multi-plant manufacturing where they want all the data to go uh, to historian, um, we have absolutely the best solution for those kind of applications. We have the best cloud connectivity. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll sort of share with your, with your audience here a little bit of what's about to come in the very near future. Ooh, we good. will very okay. soon, like you'll be able to go to the AWS marketplace in a week or two and you'll find Historian as a native AWS service. Cool. Right. So, we are now going to give our customers complete flexibility. They want to run on-prem like they've done forever. Do they want to run on infrastructure as a service, just running on a VM in the cloud? We have customers doing that today. Do they want to take that on-prem data and move it to the cloud? That's already exists. And now what we're going to have is we'll have a native version of Historian running as an AWS service. So for all those AWS customers out there whose CIOs are asking them, how do I get this OT data to the cloud, right? You can do it today with our with our cloud connectivity, but the better way is actually just have the collectors on prem and stream that data to your to the cloud. Put the historian data in the cloud. But guess what? 
all of the all of the prophecy applications, including you know the Excel add-in. If you're a Power BI user, you'll still be able to hit that historian in the cloud, just like it's on-prem. It's the same APIs and interfaces, but just deployed as a cloud-native service. And so what we're giving customers now is this great new flexibility in terms of how do they, they can start on-prem today, they can migrate to the cloud over time. That's gonna allow them to create, again, more value by mashing up OT data with their other business data in the cloud. So just, you know, I, I think we have this really unique um, architecture that and, and flexibility that we're going to be giving customers. Again, you know, sneak preview here, you know, in the in, in the very near future. It's it's nice to break some news. That's that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's good to hear about AWS. And and I mean, you know, figuring out how you want to go about it and how you want to set this up or how you want to upgrade is what Gray Matter works with GE Digital uh, on all the time. So yes. it's a, a great relationship and a great way to partner on a project. Absolutely. Uh, thinking about historian. So, uh, Steve, any, any any last thoughts on uh, on what's coming up this year or historian? I, I think we covered a ton of stuff today. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm so <laughs> proud of our team and how we've how, you know, how the prophecy portfolio has come together. You know, for our customers, you're feeling now all the products are not only released at the same time every year, there's a common naming convention, a common, you know, the common user store, the common configuration environment. So really we are, we are drastically changing the, uh, the, the look and the feel and the maintainability and the usability of the product family, you know, for our prophecy customers. So it's really, a, it's, um, it's a great time to be a prophecy customer and it's a great time to, to be leading, uh, you know, G Digital's manufacturing team and uh, bringing these solutions to our customer base and and partnering with great partners like yourself. Good to hear. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being on the Empower Up podcast. We really, really enjoyed having you. My pleasure. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks so much for checking out Gray Matters Empower Up podcast. Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. A couple of quick reminders before we go today. We have a couple of virtual events coming up in March and April. I want to let you know about on March 23rd, we have Empower Up Live, and it's all about how advanced industrial analytics, meaning machine learning and AI, can really boost your continuous improvement strategy. And then on April 26th, Empower Up Live again, it's an insider's guide to plant apps 8.2 in the future of MES. That's a, a new one for us. So you'll definitely want to check that one out and sign up. And you can sign up under our training and events section at graymattersystems.com. Thanks for being here today.